and good morning happy friday gamer nation welcome to the new episode of breakfast with boom i am your host mr boomstick xl and we have an incredible show planned for you today we got all kinds of breaking news i mean my god january is normally sleepy time and we just have so much to get into it's bonkers we're talking gears we're talking halo there's apparently a new game coming from affinity that they've been working on since 2021 in the form of a monster hunter type game exclusive for xbox three star wars games coming from respawn holy cow and we have a special guest who just happens to like star wars and halo mr bad bit what's up brother Ooh, oh man <laughs> uh, you know after episode four i think halo is canon in the star wars universe so I, you know what that that, that that halo-like ring looked real <laughs> god is good god is great and they give us oh they give us some of the best sci-fi hey everybody what's up what's going on it's friday i've been told uh this weekend uh, i got a lot planned but you know what? Before we get into all that, I'm excited to talk about some Halo. But more so, I'm excited to talk about some Gears with my good friend Crispy over here. Yes, and he's going to lead that conversation because he's only been talking about this for quite some time. And thanks to Special Nick. I thought he disappeared. Yeah, well, no, he's still here, brother. He, he's definitely still oh, here. Oh, he's here. I heard him laugh. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Special Nick of Xbox Era. He dropped some uh, megaton information that uh, uh, a, ma- a Master Chief-esque level gears uh as as at, you know might be coming and we've been calling we've been calling this as a matter of fact crispy's been calling this for quite some time uh the marcus phoenix collection that actually could be a reality and it makes you wonder ladies and gentlemen whether or not the rumored um uh, unreal engine 5 project that they are currently working on was in fact converting gears one two and three using unreal engine 5 and dropping this mega collection uh which would be pretty awesome as they continue because we have heard that gear 6 is many many years away so if you have a team the size of the coalition and we know that they're hard at work uh you know retooling and getting ready for gear 6 what do you drop in the interim I think it would be incredible to reintroduce the series to many gamers that may or may not have, you know, ever played it. I mean, that's it's certainly a great way. And man, could you imagine what it would look like if it was told in UE5? Crispy Bomb, welcome to the program. I know you can't wait to get to this. How the heck are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm I'm waiting for this uh, mega storm to come hit us in Connecticut. So yeah, we're getting fun. a nor'easter here, and I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. They're saying up to 18 inches. So yes. yeah, yeah, that's a lot of snow to shovel. But uh, yeah, love the topics today, and uh, can't wait to get in it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, it, I threw a poll up. Uh, I've been through. I threw a couple of polls up, as a matter of fact, on my Twitter account at Mr. Boomstick XL. One of which could be who Microsoft potentially buys next. I know it's a silly topic, and I know that, you know, with the Activision stuff already going on, which they can't mess up, it's not going to be a while. But there's some news that we're going to be talking about on Primetime Gaming this Monday evening, and Sega looks to be getting out of the business. I mean, what is going on? Idle Sloth, very famous 
uh, a member of the community on Twitter dropped a Famitsu Wave article that is making the rounds. And man, could you imagine if Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer snaps his finger and Sega becomes a part of the Infinity Gauntlet known as Xbox Game Studios? Well, find out this Monday at 7 p.m. We're going to break that down. We're going to have a lot of fun with that conversation. But let's continue with the introductions. Fuzzy Belvedere, new member to the program. What's going on, brother? You're laughing as usual. That means you're happy. (laughs) And that means that Xbox is in the news once again. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's Man, it's like news story after news story, new games being worked on, you know, studios being acquired and just just tidbits of everything all around of, you know, positivity. It's 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 great. But thank you for having me on here. Man, I can't wait to get into some of these topics. Especially yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars, every uh, it, it's like gamer Christmas, and then it isn't even close to E3 yet. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what? And that's the thing that's really funny. Like, normally, you know, we're coming off the holidays. Everyone is, is, is you know, trying to recover both financially and, and, and emotionally because, you know, it's the holidays is stressful, right? People spend a lot of money. Some people spend extra money. Um, and we're all trying to recover. And it has been, you know, I, I, I did a, a X-Vlog video episode 13 yesterday. If you missed out on it, definitely give it a check out. And I talked about um, it's only tw- 27 days into the, the month, uh, the 27 days past. And we're only into the new year by that 27, now 28 days. And the news has just been bonkers like we have more news in that 27 days than we've had in the six month span in some years this is this is bonkers um but let's continue uh vj are you there brother welcome back to the program how the heck are you uh morning morning sir yeah i'm good i'm just uh i'm just in the dms trying to familiarize myself with today's topic so i'm a little bit behind so uh, ah, that's yeah. all right brother please, whoa, 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 please move whoa. along <laughs> we, we we will ease you into it don't even sweat it and my brother who has been making the biggest moves of 2021 and continues to dominate in 22 bit cloud gaming. What's up, brother? How the hell are you? I'm doing just fine. What's up? We are ready to rock and roll, man. It's going to be uh it's going to be a big episode. Uh, I, I mean, we already have 150 people here. Uh, we're only three, seven minutes into the show. I want to thank everyone that is tuning in. If you Let's are that uh, like button, yes, and, uh, for please Mr., for Mr. 10 K here. Yes, I, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, 10K it was, and uh, I did that on the Iron Lords. And for me, um, like I, I've probably told this story half, half a dozen times. Um, if you could believe it at some point or another uh, in their early YouTube career, the Iron Lords, no one was sub- subbing the channel. Like I, I just yeah. I, I couldn't freaking believe it. So um, when I had 3,000 subs, um, I had reached out to COG, and this is before I actually – knew them like and 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 now that we're like we're like family you know like we're, me king david everybody there um and i had said hey listen guys i i don't know what i can do to help because my channel is only three thousand subs but we got to get you to a thousand this this is this is preposterous so i didn't i did a saturday show where i introduced the community to the iron lords and they got the th- they got the 1k on the show and it was super super important to me because you know this channel was built on helping others helping community members you know obviously i don't know how much i could have done at the time but it worked and 
many years later, when I was get about just about to hit 10K, Cog invited me on and says, Hey, listen, I think we can we can make we can get you to hit that live on the air. So I jumped on and it it not only was it a six and a half hour episode, which was crazy good. It's their most viewed episode. It's over 30,000 views, and it's one of the best episodes. I, I, I mean, honestly, I, could th- I think that if there were Emmys for podcasting, they would win one. Yeah. That's how good of a show it was. And with 60 to go, I, you know, I got the, the 10K, and, and really this channel has been growing uh, at a, a, a record pace in the last couple of days. So a big thank you to everyone. But let's get it in, right into it, and we're going to start first uh, with the. I, I want to, I, you know what, Crispy, because you know you are our Gears affiliate. Uh, let's let's get right into it. Um, you have been banging the Gears drum for quite some time of uh, a representation of a Master Chief Collection level title coming to Gears. Um, th- you know, we've called it hypothetically the Marcus Phoenix collection as big as halo is and continues to be. And we're going to get into that next because man, the numbers for them, MPDs, uh, it just, it's just, it's just crazy. Halo isn't dead folks. It actually, people like playing the game, but getting back to gears, crispy, um, we have word of our good friend, mutual friend over at, uh, at Xbox era, special Nick, dropped a megaton the other day where he has word that there is in fact in development a a, a master chief collection level uh gears title coming what are your thoughts on this does the actual franchise deserve it and more importantly could in fact this be that so-called quote-unquote small Unreal Engine 5 project that they are working on at the Coalition as they continue to, obviously, produce Gears 6. Well, um, I actually been banging this drum, what, since uh, last year there was that rumor? Yep. It actually might have been almost 2020, I think it started coming out. Um, you know, I jumped the gun a little bit. I was kind of like, oh, it'll be at E3. Um Yeah, so I'm a little wrong on it, but I always thought it was there. You know, UE5 is a big deal to the Coalition. Um, It's a big deal to Epic. And I don't see any better way to learn uh, all the tool sets they can do to make Gear 6 amazing and also help any developer that's using Unreal uh, and Xbox Game Studios to really uh, utilize it properly than to re redo or i would say pour over gears ultimate edition now people will make the mistake you cannot they they remade ultimate edition and it into ue4 and that this is because it was totally different when it came out so you know the original could not be ported over but ultimate edition could um gears 2 and gears 3 because they're in ue3 could be ported over to ue5 now the the crazy thing is is that it's going to take a lot more work for two and three and i think this is where a lot of the development is going to be um the biggest thing is is i believe them releasing it on pc is where they're really looking at it and saying we can make a lot of money off this and if you look at master chief collection there's a prime example Another thing, and the reason why I think it's really absolutely true, 
is uh, the little tweet from The Rock the other day or, or whatever. He was in an interview or whatever, but, you know, talking about, you know, being in a, a badass uh, game movie. And I was like, well, what's more badass than Gears? Um, also, <laughs> also, he, you know, Universal has the rights. We haven't heard about it in a few years now. Um, it, it hasn't been said that it's dead because we've seen that before. And, yeah, no, uh, I think it's an active development. They're just yeah. figuring it out, I think. So, and then to top it off, you look at the metaverse talk that they've been having, uh, you know, between Microsoft and, and even Activision that, you know, we saw in that interview and stuff like that. Um, and, and really, they, they uh, reiterated movies, TV, books, uh, comics. You know, that's the kind of thing they're going for right now as far as metaverse talk. Release the movie reintroduce gears to people that have never played it um give it a really nice shiny coat of paint for the pc audience yes um and you you bring hype for both the movie and that and then finally you look at how much they're dropping for this uh halo series to be putting on the afc championship game okay they're 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 not messing around um I think it comes down to them really wanting to build universes, not just in gaming, but in, you know, bringing TV to movie in there too. And, and it's just, it's kind of just this trickle down effect right now that like these things keep coming out one after another. And it's like, you know, we heard it so far back and we were like, Oh, they're not doing it. Now it's like with all this, it's like, Oh, they just held it back because they're going to probably try to release it with the movie. And, you know, in some way, shape or form, either before, after, same time, you know, what I mean, something like that. So I'm expecting at some point we see, you know, the movie and, and possibly this kind of like as a little little extra there for you. And, uh, you know, it gives them that opportunity to really uh, build out UE5 the way they want. They do a lot of coding in it as well. So they, they really, you know, tweak it to the way they want. And, and that really ends up helping other developers. And I think this is just the best way to do it. I absolutely agree. I, I think you're on to something here. Um, you know, obviously, Joe, I want to go to you next because PlayStation is doing a bunch of things yeah. in regards to gaming and into film, right? We know that they're doing an Uncharted, I mean, um, Uncharted film, right? That's coming. I don't know so much of how that's going to be. I love Tom Holland. I got faith. I got faith. Everybody's being, you know. No, I, no, 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 no. Listen, I, ho- I hope it's, ama- I hope I hope it's amazing. It's I, I, you know, <laughs> Joe's like, no, we're not going to do this. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, obviously. I heard you, Joe. The, the, last, of us is, the last of Us is coming. That's, that's yeah. a big series. That's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Um, we heard that there's a Twisted Metal series, which I yeah. think is going to potentially going to be fun as heck because they have a new game coming. And now, obviously, turning it back right to Microsoft, we have this big uh, reveal coming at the AFC Championship game. It's gonna We're going to see Master Chief potentially in a big firefight to get everyone hyped for this series. Uh, the actor that's playing Master Chief, I love that dude. That guy is yeah, great. He's a great, he's he's a great a, actor. He's a, he's a big man. That's a big old man right there. The, the one thing we have to get over is, like, it's not going to be... You know, it's not going to be the voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's fine. But that's fine. we and we have to. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. But we have to kind of get over that hump. That said, I like what you what what you said with the Last of Us. So I'll stick to the Last of Us because I think that's a really great example of a game that's getting a remake. Yes. And everybody upset of why does this game need a remake? Mm. And 
people needing something to be tailored to them is very is a weird concept to me, right? Like not everything needs to be for everyone. I'm a big proponent of that. Um, so to me, I take a look at what possibly could be some type of gears, uh, you know, best of collection hitting hitting a remake like uh, level of 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 content. And I kind of take a look at it as the same of The Last of Us. So, yes. you know, The Last of Us remakes being made because there's a Last of Us show being made. And they want to tie those things closely together. Similarly, like we're seeing with, you know, this Last of Us uh, Legacy of Thieves collection coming out a few weeks before the Uncharted movie that, you know. It's, it will exist. It, it, come on. And, I mean, we're, we're not marketing managers, but this is kind of marketing 101. I mean, but yeah, it is. And, and it is part of that like meta tie in transmedia thing that a lot of companies are, are doing. And PlayStation, you know, has that strength because they are a production company yes. almost now, first and foremost. And with, Microsoft coming in there with a Gears collection also just makes sense because you help modernize that whole trilogy. You know, you have thousands of people or, you know, hundreds of thousands of people trying this game out for the first time. Uh, you want to make sure it looks the best and plays the best while at the same exact time learning from the tools that is UE5. I definitely think that this game has the new engine and that this is them kind of testing it out going, okay, so this is how everything works. This is how we can get this game looking as good as it can get um, and kind of building on that blueprint that they set out for themselves. So I don't have a doubt in my mind that this is coming out. Um, it's just a matter of when. And yeah, like have it co-align or coalesce whatever with um whatever movie announcement or movie that's coming out. Yeah. Um, that's also exciting. Yeah, Gears is a great, great franchise with a great story. And I feel like it always gets overlooked um, because like that's, that is, it has great story in it. And I hate when it gets just like aligned with, Oh, it's a dude, bro thing. You know, I'm like, no, I, there's I, a lot yeah. of heart here. You know, Joe, even, even more you know so than that. Yeah. Said Doom. You remember, you remember that movie Doom? Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's running into that same territory. Like not every yeah. game needs to be a, a movie. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Not you you you're, you're absolutely correct in saying so. But with that said, you know one of the things that um what look for years before we had a chance to uh relish in what Microsoft is currently doing, it really was Halo Gears Forza. Right, that that was the biggest yeah, complaint. Stable. That was that, that was that was the, right. Those those were the three pillars, and why I think there might be some truth to this is a couple of reasons. And I I, I definitely want to bring Fuzzy into the conversation here because Fuzzy, look, mm -hmm. we have seen Halo receive a revival. Yeah. We have seen Forza become the best racer pretty much ever released. Yeah, and to hear that. Microsoft is trying to expand the brand to the 3 billion gamers. There is going to be a tremendous amount of people that have never tried the, the Gears series, right? That yeah. might have skipped on it during the Xbox 360 for whatever reason. Maybe yeah. they weren't into gaming. Maybe they were just straight up PlayStation kids. I, I honestly, I don't have the answer. But if they could take Unreal Engine 5 and reimagine Gears 
uh, you know, one, two, and three, release it as a collection, and then turn around and and again, we have heard. Now, this 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 doesn't this is not my opinion. This um, Rod Ferguson talked about this numerous times on a bunch of episode uh, uh, interviews yeah. that there was a lot left on the cutting room floor that they couldn't get into the game. Now that we have these PC level consoles mm-hmm. and the technology, it could very well be that we get some of that cutting room floor into the gears, making them, even though they're going to be very similar to what we played in beat, have a breath of fresh air. Does this series deserve it? I mean, look at the, um, the matrix demo we got with unreal engine. The possibilities are definitely there, what they can improve and add towards the game. So, and what you see with, um, with um, Hellblade two is another uh, example of how well it is so really the possibilities are endless at this point you know i mean it's just a matter of uh when you know yeah no absolutely i absolutely agree and i and i definitely think you're onto something fuzzy before i get your opinion brother i gotta ca- i gotta catch up with some of the super chats kia walker good friend generous friend of the show <laughs> he drops a five dollar super chat and simply writes microsoft x sega yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into that on primetime gaming mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen because uh sega looks to be getting out of the business and uh <laughs> there's somebody willing to pay. <laughs> yeah, there is. Good day. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be. Uh, Wandering Dutch drops an outstanding and very generous 10 pound super chat and simply says, Dom's tomatoes ray traced. That's great. That's great. It kills me how much has changed, though, in record time with, uh, with them. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, listen, Gears 2, still, it, it might be the GOAT, bro. I, I'm I, just talking about just the way, the way the narrative, everything, like the whole oh, thing, yeah, bro, yeah. it was, it was pretty, it was pretty grim. We were talking it, it, about, it, like, was it was pretty dire, stale. for sure. It, it was stale. Yeah. Now we're at this point where it's like, we're seeing iconic franchises possibly uh, coming back, especially with the uh, Activision told. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, what, what more can be excited for? No, I listen. It really doesn't matter what 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 system you you play uh, most or is your favorite. Everyone is seems like they're going to be winning. But Fuzzy, let's get your opinion on this. <laughs> Gears potentially getting a revival seems like uh, it fits the narrative of what Microsoft is looking to do. Yeah. Um, like I said last year was uh you know some people might consider it to be an anomaly for microsoft but they continued in 2022 with just incredible news and games coming to game pass and more information dropping almost on a daily basis this news listen i you know as content creators we all get it wrong at some point or another and i i saw some kickback with uh with nick specific uh you know specifically because you know he's said some things that he has gotten from his connections and are they all right? No, but that doesn't make him an untrustworthy source. So I'm going to go with this as if this is a reality. Would this not be the icing on the cake, so to speak for Microsoft, if they could turn around and see uh, a revival of sorts come the ways of gears using the unreal engine five. It it definitely makes sense. I mean, given that the coalition are probably the in-house experts as far as Unreal Engine is the concerned, masters. Yeah. They they are able to do things that are unexpected as far as that engine, as far as the graphical detail that they brought with Unreal Engine 4. So to give them the 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 time to kind of play around with Unreal Engine 5 
remaster and reintroduce the the gear series to a lot of people that may have you know missed it in the previous generation or the generation prior this is a great way one to you know shore up a, a tentpole series or, or one of the the main go-tos as far as for xbox but also give it a a a new shine or a new light to it as well as just before introducing your your next iteration in the series it i would say it's it's the best way for them to one put the time uh into coalition as far as their their craft and let them you know have at it type of deal and two it, it's definitely a way to expand on the xbox everywhere where it's like xbox and uh, consoles and pc uh as a platform are are taking things so it it it's probably i i would have to think that it is a reality as opposed to just you know something that he may get wrong or may have gotten wrong in the past but i i I definitely think this is what microsoft needs to do just one given the fan base is you know asking for this currently and two it's something that just needs to be done so that way you have your one of your key franchises in the spotlight reintroduce a whole new uh player base to it and then that way you have that that build up towards the the sixth uh chapter in the series so it, it's definitely a worthwhile you know thing for them to, to take on right now I, I think it's worthwhile at least well again if if it turns out that gears it, gear six the follow-up to uh the incredible game from 2019 is any uh indication of it being a few years out then you know what? Why not? Uh, because obviously, and uh, some uh, there's a lot of talk with uh, uh, remakes and remasters being like a like a, a trend. I, I actually don't think that's a problem because again, gaming has gotten so big that people are returning that haven't been gaming for years, and maybe they miss out. So when a Gears Five or a Last of Us Three comes out, a, a Gear Six or a Last of Us Three or whatever, they're like, I, I feel lost. And you know what? Those those gamers deserve to appreciate and play a game that for many, many conversations were genre uh, changing Um, and specifically keeping with gears. Yeah. Is it a dude bro shooter? Yeah, sure. On on the surface. But that game has so many nooks and crannies, bro, especially when you start talking about the family element and how the each one of the people that are a part of of um, the team mean to each other and and their backstories. Listen, I would pay top dollar uh, for uh, Gears of War, Unreal Engine 5 collection of sorts. And thankfully, because of Xbox Game Pass, well, we wouldn't have to pay. We just have to play push the download button but vj let's get your opinion before we move on to uh the halo news because there's there's quite a bit to cover there sure in 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 your opinion both business and gamer wise god is is the uh is this series known as gears of war worthy of an unreal engine 5 update it's very rare that i invoke gaming or business at seven o'clock in the morning but i'll give it a go (laughs) um um, just just to the first point boom regardless of the fact if it's um true or not um that's not entirely the point of these discussions it's 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 always what what i like about this show it's it's about discussing ideas which 
should sort of beget or generate further understanding of a situation and and perhaps even lead to greater ideas right that's that's what that's what evolution's about i suppose to a to a degree right so i think i think most of my points are kind of um what um crispy bomb made right um whatever the treatment or facelift um that gears may get uh, as long as it's sort of sort of um has the best way to put it sort of accentuates or, or, or sort of punctuates the the ip uh for a new generation it, it very well may be something worthwhile uh, I, I remember i don't know if it was gears one or two uh, i really it was quite so far back for me but it was um it was a reason why um i bought two xboxes so i could play co-op you know on two big screens with, with, with a friend of mine but um Look, I, I, I would like to think that the coalition, and I'm referring to sort of an experienced or, or, or top-tier Xbox studio, depending on you know you know what your opinion is. I, th I think that they would be better served in sort of ushering in a new era of uh, creativity that sort of boggles everyone's uh, imagination in, 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 a, in a good way or a wonderful way, and perhaps outsourcing or internalizing to to a support or specialized studio. And we've talked about this, haven't we? Like a what you know why should why hasn't Xbox got you know a remake studio internally, right? Given the number of teams that they've got, and perhaps that's a better approach and a far more intelligent way to sort of deploy the resources and the talent that Xbox has has on hand, right? And perhaps. In terms of gears, is is if it is sort of in need of sort of updating in sort of some fashion for for a new generation of gamers and audience. And look, I'm not in touch enough with the IP to know the strategy play or the demand around the around gears. But I guess my point is restoring or sort of modernizing games uh, has value to me personally especially with, you know, the quality of life enhancements, um, you know, where and if it's appropriate, of course, right? Um, without sort of ripping the soul out of a, of a game, you know, along with modern visuals, right? I mean, who doesn't really, you know, who doesn't love modern visuals, right? And, and, and I say this after playing through the, um, what is it, Mass Effect Legendary Edition when it came out at launch. It, it yes. was okay, but, but not anywhere near as good as the first time around I played the originals. And, and I wouldn't want to sort of, and I don't mean this in a bad way, so, so, don't, so don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want to experience that sort of terrible after aftertaste with Gears. That's that's the only thing I would like to, if, if they are going to do it, for them to keep it in mind, right? And I'm sure they're listening to your show, Boom. Um, and, 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 and again, and if you want to sort of compare that with something, um, it, it does make you appreciate titles such as um, Blue Points remakes, as Shadow of the Colossus, uh, uh, and, and Demon Souls. I haven't played Demon Souls, but you know, just looking at it, you know, it looks fantastic compared to the original. Uh, and both are excellent examples of how to respect um, past titles when sort of reincarnating older generation titles, so or older gen console titles, uh, without having to 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 invest because uh, we all know Sony's very conservative, right, as, as a company without uh so without having to sort of invest um sort of inordinate sums of money into a restorative project or a remake project because or, or or perhaps it might just be a revamp or perhaps a, a concoction of the three i don't i don't know but but yet still offer something uh captivating to fans of of the original and, and as crispy was saying newcomers to the franchise um and if if indeed somehow the gears franchise i don't know 
magically or incomprehensively just passed you by when it when um, when it was first launched yeah, and, and the subsequent releases. But anyway, that, that's my that's my take on it. Ben. I mean, it's a great take. Everyone had a great take on it. And you know something? Uh, we know that they are working on Gear 6. It's not like they're, they're just kind of sitting on their laurels and say, hey, listen, let's just throw out another remake. Because I, I see that in the chat. There are a lot of people like, well, you know, there's so many remakes going on. But that's not a bad thing. Especially if a remake no. is done. I, I honestly can't wait to see what The Last of Us uh, remake looks like. Are yeah. they gonna are they adding cutting room floor stuff? Because no, if they add, are they're gonna add golf clubs. Golf clubs. They're gonna add they're gonna add golf clubs or ray tracing, and they're, they're gonna probably change the, the controls the last of us do. That's why I think. And more likely with the faction stuff. What I don't even think it's gonna get a, be a factions two style uh, factions. I think it's more or less gonna be the the original. But redone, hmm. just redone in modern and, modern yeah. controls and stuff. Yeah, that, yeah that, that, listen, it, it would make sense. And I don't know when this, uh, you know, hashtag greatness pass uh, is ever going to come to fruition. Great, <laughs> but my God, if that was one of the one, if that was something to launch the the, the service, uh, that you'd get millions of people to to subscribe. Uh, that would be a good way of uh of getting there was in. this thing i don't know if you saw it uh bg shout out to him but he he shared it on twitter it was called playstation infinite did you see it um no yeah yeah, yeah yeah there was this yeah. thing called playstation infinite now it might be a rumor or i think it was a rumor but the way it was going around that that's the i guess that would be spartacus uh boom it's called okay. PlayStation Infinite, and basically what they're saying is, um, everybody who's already a plus subscriber will be transitioned to that's nice the gold tier of it because there's three tiers: there's bronze, gold, and platinum uh, okay. tiers for it. But yeah, I'm not sure anything else. It was just a rumor uh, about it. Though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how you know how you believable feel believable it is, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think that's. I think that is probably what it is. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> o- only time is going to tell, and it's going to be very interesting to say the least. I cannot wait to see what they do with Gears 6. I thought Gears 5 is probably one of the best looking in the series. I mm-hmm. loved the story. I think that, no spoilers here, the end was heartbreaking. And if you're if you're some listen, if if it's just a dude bro shooter and you can give a flying shit about the the the, the family aspect, then okay, the, it was probably lost on you. But I've been a fan of the series. I've read the books. I got I got a lancer sitting above my head. I got a pair of dog tags, cog tags. Do you there. have the? I think it was Gears Three Collector's Edition. Where is like I do the metal? Uh, the metal. Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. right over yeah. here. Uh, so go. I mean, I, I'm I'm all in. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. But we got to get into. Uh, one of the biggest stories to come out of the investors meeting. And no, we're not talking monies. We're talking Halo Infinite, folks. Uh, This is a game. This is a franchise. This is a series. This is an iconic character that in many, many circles on the interwebs considered to be DOA. Certainly dead on arrival. Uh, Five did not leave everyone, including myself, with the greatest feeling for the brand moving forward. So when Infinite was announced, I was excited. But, you know, obviously, you know, that 2020 uh, reveal, it didn't do a lot for a lot of people. For me, it excited me because I'm a big Far Cry fan, uh, which you see on the screen right now. And the open world nature of uh, Halo 
you know, the, the thought of it was exciting to me, maybe not for a lot of people. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, what could we say? Uh, besides winning the uh, Players' Voice Award at the Game Awards, uh, and, and it, you know, I talked about it in the X-Vlog I did yesterday, uh, that was a pretty – it's a new category to the Game Awards for Jeff Keighley, uh, and it's one that isn't easily won because, they, you know, each title was going up against over a dozen games. It wasn't like an automatic, hey, you're in it, you're going to win it, and they won that. Um, they won the game of the year on several uh, of the outlets, not that particular show. Uh, but we also found out that 20 million people have played Halo Infinite and continue to play that game. Yes, it's free to play. But here is where we change the conversation into the MPDs because uh, Halo Infinite just happened to be number one as most paid for game of uh, uh for xbox folks that's that's a really big deal when you can get the game technically for free with xbox game pass so what what are we talking about well you know we i'm bringing this into the conversation because there are several people there are several journalists that are poo-pooing this incredible feat and i i i gotta ask the question to the panel i mean i don't like to be negative but I have never seen more hatred towards a franchise or or, for, or or the want for a franchise to fail than with Halo. It has been mind-boggling. Joe, I got to go to you first. You and I got a chance. We were playing it during the beta like crazy. We had an absolute blast. We played when it finally launched in uh, in uh, you know on the fifteenth of November. And you've played the heck out of it. I don't know if you if you've maxed out your level. I'm halfway there. I'm level oh, yeah. fifty two. I'm level fifty two. I haven't picked it up in a while because, well, there's a lot of games to play, and I got to get back at it. What are your thoughts on twenty million players, number one for Xbox and NPDs, and the fact that you know people are still very excited to see what they do next at three four three Industries. <laughs> I have five days, sixteen hours, and fifty-two minutes on uh, on Halo Infinite, so that's I've liked lot. it a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I I love Halo Infinite. I think it's a really great game. It's one of my favorites of twenty twenty one. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, uh, it seems like a blur. Yeah. Oh God, it really has. So like. Uh, I really like this. My timeline's been really positive. I, I've seen a lot of people like, this is Halo, it's back, and that's awesome. I've seen also a lot of, not a lot of, uh, let me let me rephrase. I've seen some people go, is that the real number, though? Is this, how are they, how are they counting this number? And it's like, um... It's it's got some Dominion vibes that I, I don't jive with because it's like that's just the number, man. Like how they arrive to it is like people hit download, and twenty million million people got to experience it. Is it does that mean that there are twenty million people playing it? Absolutely not. But even if it lost fifty percent of its player base, right, uh, in its first month, it still has ten million people playing it, and that is no easy feat. Having it on Steam has helped, um, yes, and hasn't hasn't hurt the game whatsoever. Um, it's it's awesome to see that Halo is back in the conscience of 
yeah you know multiplayer and having call of duty and battlefield especially it seems fall flat on their face really gave a chance for halo to really pick up that slack now the only thing to me that they have to fix um is their progression and their marketplace which they seem like they've been doing um and they even say like there's there's more changes that come and season two has to get here because yeah it was way too easy to get to 100 they kind of overcorrected with their shitty progression system in the beginning sorry crappy progression system in the beginning um to make it so that like you're literally guaranteed like at least two or three levels every day so like it it took me less than obviously a month to get that to to 100. So honestly, my the, my only question for for Halo is how they keep the momentum going. Yes. Because the one thing that I am seeing from folks go is all right, we need we need more maps. Um yes. and, and, and mm-hmm. more modes. Yes. And I think if they could start getting that steady stream of of that content in, um, then Halo is going to have legs because it's impressive that it's 20 million. Now, how do we keep it? Now, how do we keep that that train going? Yeah, how and, do we grow it? How do we grow past 20 million? Yes. Yeah, and shout out to that Halo show. It's going to look dope. Yeah, yeah. My, my best friend, who is not a gamer by any means, she literally, she literally just texted me one night. Right. I even show her the trailer because I, you know, I thought she'd be so not interested. And she's like, Joe, when's that Halo TV show coming out? This thing looks freaking dope. (laughs) (laughs) So let me tell you something. Halo's Halo's got life in it, whether you want to admit it or not. People on Twitter, it's got legs. Yeah, it does. It it, it absolutely does. And, you know, it's funny because uh, we're going to see what a TV show, a well-produced TV show does for a game. Uh, we're going to see that now. We're going to see that with The Last of Us. We potentially could see that with Gears. We could see that with a lot of games. And Halo, uh, I, again, I, I cannot wait to get the buzz. Um, and we'll probably talk about it and see what the people are saying on Monday's primetime gaming. Because obviously in the AFC Championship this weekend, they're going to drop the biggest trailer yet. And obviously Master Chief is going to be front and center. So yeah, I think you're onto something, Joe. I, I think that that is going to excite uh, people that are already playing the game, but people that might have been like, hey, it's in my backlog, but holy crap, that that that, that TV ad made, made me want to go and play. And and there you go. And now you start to see the numbers potentially explode. But I, I agree with you, more maps, more modes. Um, and we, you know, information dropped today, uh, specifically right before the show, thanks to Idle Sloth, um, that Affinity apparently is not only making a Monster Hunter-level game that they've been working on since 21, and we're going to get to that story next, but they are working on a huge mode for Halo Infinite, and we know what they bring to the table. They've made some of the best maps ever, and they have a great working relationship, so the fact that they are not only working on a new IP for Microsoft, but they are potentially bringing some new modes there, you know, with their style of gameplay. What yeah, if it's Joe, Battle Royale? You know something? Oh, no. I, that's that's what people are suggesting on the interwebs. I I, no, I can't wait till people get upset. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be playing it and having fun. Because honestly, um the what was the what's the newest mode called? It starts with an A. I think is it attrition? Or am I just getting uh, that confused with with Titanfall. 
Yeah, I think it is attrition because like they put some BR elements in that mode with the circle closing after like yes. you get to the final round. Yes, 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 Let yes, me yes. tell you something. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, and that's probably my favorite <laughs> mode after Slayer. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Oh. Uh, real quick, uh, just to show you the the reality of what we were talking about, Joe. Uh, Big Bad Mo in the chat he says, "My wife hates video games, but she wants to watch the Halo show." See, that, that's saying something. That's saying something. Yeah. Um, you know, let's let's bring in um uh, Bitcloud in the conversation. Bitcloud, uh, obviously, these numbers. First, first and foremost, what I find frustrating uh, is that anyone. The number comes from the investors meeting, which means that if Microsoft lies about the numbers, they're in big trouble because it's mm-hmm. considered illegal. So the fact that anyone, whether you're a content creator or just, just straight up knucklehead online, would mm-hmm. suggest where are these numbers coming from? I, I got to be honest with you. I think you're embarrassing yourself uh, when you when you go out there and say, where are these numbers? How are they counting? We we put we had this conversation. It feels like every time, even Chris heard me say this on my show. Uh, it feels like people put their actual worth as a human into the box. <laughs> and what I mean by that is they literally look at it. They don't even play the game like a game of chess. They literally play it like, oh, that console, whatever that is, is my uh, sibling or something. You can't talk about it. You know that's that's how they are. But when it comes to this game in particular, I have never seen so much talk about a game that is reportedly dead. Yes. You know, garbage, yeah. a game that's not the center. As someone who's played it, I enjoyed myself. I am waiting for the next season. I am waiting to see what other content they add to it because it's going to be better down the road. But, uh, you know, the thing is this. Why would they lie about something as simple as numbers? Yes. I don't get that. You know, why would they lie? The same thing is why would they lie about Forza? Because Forza also made big numbers as well. Yeah, 18 million. And that was actually announced, believe it or not, by Satya Nadala. I mean, like, yeah. (laughs) So they're making all these headlines or they're saying all these things about, you know, gamers and being active. Because remember, that's the that's the thing, right? We said numerous times it's engagement, if I remember correctly, right? Engagement. And that's what Sony's also saying at the right bad bit. Engagement. So that's why you see change in what basic stuff that we said numerous times was going to change and a lot of people don't want to understand that or don't want to listen basically that's how business is business is no longer about hey how many consoles you sold granted that's a nice icing on the cake type of thing right everybody wants to say hey we sold the most consoles but the thing is that's not where the industry is pretty much pointing to and this is why you're seeing so much different looks on how they go about things whether it be engagement numbers instead of uh sales of the console and the funny thing about the sales of the console sony can't even guarantee you a ps5 neither can microsoft mm-hmm so yep. it's like <laughs> they're not even bothering talking about that because they can't even ensure that you and like and that's the sad part. I want you guys to understand that if you go to Sony's website and you think you're going to get a PS5, you're put into this ridiculous long waiting list. Boom, tell them. Uh, bad, but tell them. you already know. Ridiculous. The waiting list is crazy on that. And the fact is, you think, OK, you're going to get one, right? You're like 30th in line or 20th in line. And then you get that message. Sorry, we're all out of consoles. <laughs> Yes, more times than not. <laughs> is, yeah, that that is why the whole thing is just funny to me. Again, it, it's wild, but at the same time, it's like it's. I'm kind of. I'm not even like. I'm kind of numb to the situation. This, I'm kind of like crispy bomb on it. It's like I see it every day, you know, on Twitter. Every week is something Halo related. We gotta like quote unquote be upset or or complain about. They're saying, oh, it's this disappointing. It, it doesn't look that good. 
Um, yeah, I oh god, you just triggered me. Friend, yeah, my good friend <laughs> Salarev and shout out to Salarev and his son. Even they said they said it's one of the best Halo games they've ever played. One of the yeah. best Halo games I ever played. I'm like, it does look good. It's a good looking game. But the thing yeah, is, dudes don't play these games. They just look at stuff. No, they see they're, they're playing. Feeling. They're playing freaking Twitter, dude. Yeah, like, that's Thank all you. these people are Thank doing. You. Like. They're they're complaining about fruit physics. They're complaining Bro, about dude, like dude, reused dude, animations. You know it's you like your you know what kills me? They did that with Horizon. They said reuse yeah. the animation. But I'm like this: you guys are bringing up pixelated images from the internet or somebody's phone, and you're comparing this to end game of something that you're seeing. It's like losers. What, what kind of damn uh, comparison is that? And then you expect people to really care. Like, losers are care. spending their entire time on Twitter to invalidate someone's joy. Isn't Pisses that sad? me no, that, that, off. Sad. It's sad. sad. Some sad. loser, like like literally yesterday, and I'm, I I don't even know their name. I I, I saw them and I muted them immediately. Um, is like some loser took time out of their day to put up an animation from to find an animation from Horizon Zero Dawn, and then find an animation from Horizon Forbidden West, yep. and go, you copied it. I have I don't I don't have a degree, let alone any experience of how to Please. make or code a goddamn game but i'm a loser enough energy i'm putting enough loser energy out there to tell you guys that you don't know how to do your job i hate that stuff so much it's the same with the dumb loser that's posting fruit physics um because shut up you're dumb you're an idiot you have no idea how any of this works you're you're only saying things for attention. Twitter isn't a real place. And I've seen some people that literally get their Twitter disabled and they're acting like they like their like their life has dis like their life is disintegrated. They're like, they took it away from me. Huh? How can I get other losers to validate my dumb opinions? It's so dumb. Enjoy a goddamn game. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, I, I think that it, the, the the fact of just enjoying a game uh, has been lost uh, on uh, in the conversation. But great, great point. Sorry, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so much. Conversational podcast, brother, and I love hearing it. No, I just we <sighs> see it all the time. Like Batman will tell you, it it, it gets to a point where you're just either numb, you're bored. Or you just flat out like aggravated by it, and it's like, yeah. what are you accomplishing? That's what my thing is. What are you accomplishing with with doing this? Yeah, you know, I don't know. What what do you accomplish? And, and then they and then they wonder why people don't even pay them no mind, or or things don't happen for them. And then they go, oh, these guys are paid. And I'm like, hmm, okay, well. <laughs> I see where we're going with this. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. Never pr pr pretty re pretty ridiculous. But you know what? Let, Crispy, let's let's get your, your opinion on this, brother. The numbers speak for themselves. 20 million people played Halo Infinite, regardless of uh and, you know it's funny, uh and I'll bring this up to you. I didn't even bring it up in the conversation. I actually saw people out there tweeting and and, and, and quote tweeting only eight percent of people beat this trash campaign. And I'm like you need a voice module. Wow, you know, if you if you if if that person or persons or group actually took the time to get those numbers, you should probably play the stock market. You'd be billionaires by now. The, with the, the tenacity <laughs> that comes behind trying to invalidate uh, something like Halo, it, it's a it's a big win for three four three industries. It's an even bigger win for Microsoft and Xbox Game Pass. The game is really good. 
it looks really good. The campaign tells a very emotional story. Uh, if you if you play it from front to back, you really find out what happened to uh, Cortana. You get a chance to really see a much different chief than we're used to seeing. A, 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 a chief with some emotion. And I mean, obviously, he's not crying in a corner, rocking, but he there, there is some even some comical parts. What what are your thoughts on what people are saying? Um, that that part about the eight percent, you do realize that you know Halo and Gears are basically huge multiplayer games, and there are plenty of people like myself that won't even beat the campaign right away. Um, they will go straight into the multiplayer, so you got to understand that there's also a lot of people waiting for co-op because Uh they refuse to play the campaign until they can play it with their friend that they probably beat every halo with. You know what I mean? So these, these are things that you ignore 20 million people. Now, Hey, if it drops to 10 million tomorrow, that doesn't mean anything because they still have forge and co-op coming out. Mm -hmm. They still have the next season coming out. I mean, I see what it's usually at 20,000 concurrent players on Steam. That's just Steam people. Like, people look at that. And it's like, oh, it's dead, blah, blah, blah. Dude, you do realize you can play this on your phone. You can play this on your laptop. You can play this on your Series X, your OG Xbox One through the cloud. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not, they're just counting everything. They're, they're pulling it all together. They're letting their investors know, hey, this is working. This is our, our trajectory. You know, if they keep 20 million for the whole year, what are you going to say then? You know what I mean? And 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 to to go about yourself and say, okay, well, how how are they calculating this? Well, do you do you know what's funny? You go and you say you 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 have 20 million um, copies sold of Spider Man. Does that mean that there's 20 million people playing it right now? No. So the calculation BS. Will you just stop? Like, it's stupid. The game is successful. The investors look at the game as successful. That's what matters to Microsoft. And it also matters to the Halo community because they continue to work on the game. They're making things better. And they're listening to the gamer, which is nice. So just stop your BS. I I don't know why people... Just enjoy the game for crying out loud. (laughs) You know, like, seriously. Like, can you just, like, enjoy the game? I mean... I understand playing Twitter is is something new to me, at least. I, I mean, I, I I used to be like, wow, like people really like spend all day on Twitter. You ever you ever seen you ever seen these spaces that are ten hours? Like, what is wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, Twitter Spaces, it's funny. I haven't like, been, my, I've one of the worst ideas. I've only, in I've, the, I've only heard about them. I, I will not. I, it's one of the uh, worst uh, ideas in the history ever, of the internet. Ever. So it funny. is so funny because my <laughs> job is to literally be on Twitter, and, and, and I'm not even on Twitter as much as some of these folks. Let me tell you, when I hear Twitter Spaces, they, they're – you know, uh, I was in a meeting like, should we, should we do, should we do Twitter spaces? And I let the most audible sigh out. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, no. <laughs> it's like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah, it, it it's something to stay away. But yeah, I mean, fantastic points. Uh, and I agree 100%. Everyone has been really just knocking it out of the park. And, and uh, you know, I want to bring this to Fuzzy. Fuzzy, look. Video games are a tough business to be in. Uh, not everything is a guaranteed sale. 
Uh, certainly, um, you know, franchises that ha- have been long in the tooth uh, don't guarantee that they're going to sell when they make a new one. Uh, specifically, uh, 343 has been um, at the brunt of many uh, concern conversations. And you know what? I, I said this in my in my review. I said this publicly. I'll say it again. Uh, this game, Halo Infinite, what they were able to do with the controversy surrounding this title and the pressure to deliver this game must have been something that we would never see because we're not game developers. And they did it. They delivered not only in an incredible, masterful single-player campaign that is, yes, missing co-op, and they will deliver that. But the campaign itself was amazing. They delivered in the multiplayer. Very hard to do considering the pressure and the size of the studio. Remember, there were thousands of people working on this, not just a a few, you know, 400, 500 developers. This was being... Uh, worked on by a lot of eyes and hands, and they delivered. Mm-hmm. Can we not just celebrate the fact that they pulled it off and, God damn it, it's good? What What are your thoughts <laughs> on the question marks coming out of these incredible numbers? Why are they still happening? I I don't know. I think it's only because it's a Microsoft property. To some extent, there are a handful of gamers out there or, or people that refer to themselves as gamers that seem to have this doubt about anything with a, a Microsoft association that seems um, as someone that enjoys Forza and them reaching 18 million. I mean, a lot of people want to claim, oh, well, Game Pass is bad for gaming. It's bad for devs. It's bad business, blah, blah, blah. And it, it just... I, I think we all kind of forget sometimes <laughs> what this is all about. It's about enjoying the games themselves. So them reaching 20 million players, now whether those players are playing daily or not, I, I don't really care. As long as I can, you know, queue for a match and not have to wait minutes on end, I'm I'm fine. If I can just quickly fire up the game, hop in the campaign, hop out when I feel like it, and, and not feel like, oh, I got to, you know, somehow post that, well, this, this game feels empty or it, 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 it's just ridiculous about the amount of people that are playing Twitter instead of playing games themselves. Real talk, real yeah. talk. I, I just did the numbers. 50% of people that bought uh, Spider-Man beat it. Spider-Man's one of the best, if not my favorite uh, superhero game, mm-hmm. right? Bloodborne yeah. game of oh. generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, only 11% of people beat that game. Hard game to beat. Yeah. Hard game to beat. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm sorry, Fuzzy. I'm sorry. No, 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 I, no, no. I, I had to break out the trophy list. But when it comes to a game that's um, a multiplayer um, game where it has a multiplayer component, I, I used to get flack because I don't have that great of a gamer score. But I played The Division, the first one, 2016. That was the only game I played. Yeah. So once like I reach a thousand gamer score on it, it's like I don't have any more other than the DLC content that I'm going to get as far as gamer score. So if I'm playing this game but not getting that much gamer score, am I not a gamer for playing the game? But it, it, it's just wild to me that people just why do they question it? If if it's not a game for you, it's not a game for you. Dude, Fine, I have forty enjoy. days in <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Forty. <laughs> so there you go it doesn't matter you're playing the game you're a gamer that's it no but but 
back to the the, the real case at hand, it, it, the numbers are awesome. To to have them accomplish that that small feat is is amazing in itself, and it should be a, a you know celebrated or applaud. Um, when it comes to the stuff that's in this pipeline for the next couple of years, as far as what they're going to release in seasons and DLC and and additional content, I, I can't wait for it. But I I think now as as we move on to other games or look at other games just for you know giggles or whatever just enjoy the game if if you find others that enjoy the game then great if those that don't enjoy the game i let them voice their opinion and then move on from that but for me i i just look at it as it, it's just simply amazing that they they reach those numbers uh with all the eyes and pressure they they rose to the occasion and same thing with the the studio or playground games with with Forza, reaching eighteen million players is not easy these days on something that a lot of people want to quote call quote unquote niche. So it's like it, it's just amazing that people are still playing games or enjoying games, and for the rest that aren't, find find a different hobby. <laughs> I agree. And closing out the uh, the topic before we move on to the Star Wars aspect of the conversation, which I know Joe cannot wait to get into because my God, my God, you listen, all you got to say is respawn and Star Wars and you got my interest peak. But VJ, yes, uh, the numbers of Halo are cannot be denied in any conversation. 20 million of anything uh, is a big deal. And I yep. think what 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 is important to this conversation and what nullifies the oh well it's in Game Pass so it really doesn't matter it sucks anyway is the fact mm-hmm. that it was not the, the number one selling game in December for uh, Xbox mm-hmm. and it came out on the fifteenth um, I think was it the fifteenth or the eighth no it was the eighth it came out December eighth so it came out one week already into the year mm-hmm. uh, into the month and here we go it wins most most sales for the mpds for xbox it really does shut down the narrative but what are your thoughts on the comp the conversation that people would actually question where 20 million numbers come from um i mean the panel makes so many good points and i'll try to sort of um latch on to uh a few of them um i can't answer everything but um from 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 my side but just for transparency I, I did complete um, the Halo campaign, bar a single annoying side mission. But um, so I hope it qualifies me to say something. Um, look, th- there's a social issue here as well, so I'll try to sort of tackle that as well. But I think while I think that most people that use Twitter, right, that they use it on a sort of cursory or, or, or casual passerby level, and, and they would have appreciated the tweet and the acknowledgement of, of the number that the let's take Microsoft and Xbox out of the equation that the Halo Infinite um, uh, release achieved, right? That that's for sure. And, but then you're going to have those boom and, and, and um, that on closer inspection, you know, a phrase that will come to most people's minds is lies, damn lies and bloody statistics. Right. And, and that's going to arise in some, you, you're not going to get away from it. And it's, and if you're not, sort of entirely familiar with the phrase it's it's used to sort of portray a situation beyond its true power and measure to to sort of motivate and stimulate a sort of a fairly susceptible audio audience or excitable audience which gamers are right let's be honest right and 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 somewhere in between lies the truth for some right and that's why it's perhaps being questioned look at the end of the day i have no issue with some raising an eyebrow you know rather than 
blindly celebrating a tweet because you do have the the two sort of um, sort of vast measures, right? The two extremes, right? And uh, I would say that asking questions is a good thing, but and this is to your point, boom, right? In people having knives out, you know, for the IP or Xbox or whatever, I, I don't think that's that's a good way of doing things. If you the the manner in which you ask questions has to be correct, and we don't teach this, we don't educate kids, right? In in this way, right? You see it in playground still to this day. It has to be done in a manner where you're not seeking, right? Uh, with a motive or with a desire or with ego, because then then you're just gonna you're just not gonna never gonna arrive to 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 the truth of the situation or what it is that you're you're dealing with, right? And no matter like you said, boom, no matter how you look at it. 20 million players is a huge engagement number for sure. Uh, I wish some of the games I was involved in that sort of number. I might not be sitting there on a beach somewhere. But, um, and especially for a game that had a little bit of, well, let's be honest, let's be straight, because we discussed it on this channel uh, a lot. It had more than a troubled development, right? And so that definitely, you know, you've got to sort of raise and tip your hat in a, in a, in, a, in a appreciation or, or or gratefulness to to joseph right and and what he managed to achieve um um joseph staten right mr badger yeah. as well let's, yeah. let's tip our hat to him as well why not <laughs> why the hell not this weekend so um so and look for for those that are looking for the number to be further qualified um the next box might want to put these questions to bed if they feel inclined to do so but regrettably and a bit under take it under advisement if you wish to do so. I would suggest to those that are waiting for those that you might be in for a very long wait, right? And and, and at the end of the day, you know, I, I do have a question, right? I'd I'd love to know, and I probably won't get to know. How did the the, the Halo? The, how did the release of Halo contribute to a, a positive increase to Game Pass users, right, or an increase in Game Pass users, if at all, right? And, and if it didn't give rise to subscription numbers, because it's something that I talk about on the show a lot, it furthers the argument that Game Pass is greater than the sum of its parts. And I remember a very specific show that, um, that Joseph, uh, Mr. Babbitt was on, that we were discussing this, right? And so it's kind of stuck in my mind. And, it's, and what, we, what it determines also is that it's not entirely dependent on huge titles, which, which, which might be a good thing depending on, on how you see and how you see it, right? Since it shows stability and, it's, and Game Pass subscription numbers are not susceptible to sort of mimicking one of those uh, cardiogram machines. I hope I've got the machine right. I'm not a doctor or anything. You know, yes. with the green pulsating <laughs> line, line ebbing and flowing and whatnot. So, so I will say, look, I won't. Be, I won't talk about this blindly, but you have to say as well that you know when you go onto Twitter, you do see a lot of these sort of PR sales spin tweets, not just from Xbox, that are designed to garner some sort of like superficially inflated support, you know, influence approval, or or gain a crowning glory for five minutes. It, it, it doesn't matter what you say, right? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you tweet, right? And do regardless of how you want to perceive a specific tweet, right? It, it, in this modern age, right, and it's more of a pa pandemic, right, uh, which I think we've all had enough of. That anything you tweet causes conflict and division. It's 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 a very uh, concerning and, and modern theme, right? Not that I can do anything about it. I, I'm like Mr. Bad Bit, right? I kind of stay off Twitter as much as possible unless I'm, you know, retweeting or something and so on and so forth. But 
again, you know, you, you're absolutely right. You don't need Game Pass to play Halo uh, Infinite multiplayer. It's free to play across at least 150 to 200 million, you know, regular PC and Xbox gamers and hardcore gamers and, and, and their systems and hardware. And look, I will also say this because I don't want this to kind of be a, a one-sided opinion. As for MBD, NPD reports, it's it's not difficult to get into the top ten. I think December was a bit of a a, a a lay month in terms of big releases. Remaining in the top ten is very very difficult, and you only have to look at fours of five. You know, a few weeks after release, it quickly dropped to sixteenth place uh, on on the same report, right? And and I will say, and this is not nothing to do with expert, just in general, I'll say in general, be wary of those that are masters at being vague. There's there's lots of people out there like that. And but having said that, to Joe's point again, it's engagement. And maintaining and growing users over the long term, I think it might have been crispy that said, so I do apologize if I've got the wrong way around. And it's not just the unit sales of the game that's important to Xbox. And just the sentiment that I think everybody sort of um, alluded to, and I'll kind of encapsulate it here. Life is fleeting, so if you can, enjoy gaming. 100%. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Listen, man, we are knocking it out of the park. I felt like we've been talking for three hours. We're only an hour in, folks, and we have a couple more topics to get in here. But let's let's thank Danny Passion Official for the outstanding $5 super chat and says Halo and Forza numbers just tell us how successful Game Pass is. More than 80% of subscribers play the games uh, with, with having uh, 100 million consoles and only 10% of your games i think i think he's making the reference to uh i mean listen the, the, one of the things that uh it's, it's it's a bit of a conundrum and frustrating for me as a sony fan because i am a sony fan too i really do wish that more people would play their uh their first party games i i mean i know that uh, th- there there are many people that do but it almost seems like it gets lost on the masses and i don't know if that's because their their player base is you know, so widely the normies. Like, the normies will play a Spider-Man because, well, Spider-Man is, you know, he's in the MCU. Tom Holland is a good-looking kid. You know, uh, Far From Home It was a great film. So Spider-Man, whenever the next one comes out, potentially, I think they said Holiday 23, I think it is, so not this year, next year, is going to be a big game, and it's probably going to sell millions of copies, hopefully at that point, though. It'll be in some sort of a past thing for uh, for Sony. I don't know what they're going to do, but it would be great. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree with that one hundred percent, Danny. Thanks so much for the generosity. But let's let's get into topic number three, Joe. I gotta go to you first on this, brother, because we're talking Star Wars, and man, I mean, what can you say? Uh, first of all, respawn. Um, they did some things uh, with just Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order that that game just sold millions and millions of copies. It made every Star Wars fan play it, uh, enjoy it, love it, uh, talk about it well after they beat it. Uh, and what I loved about the development of that game is it was very um, it had some um, your favorite genre, uh, you know, of, of, you know, that that very difficult game that I can't get into. Um Known as Bloodborne. Well, it had some elements in regards to the fighting. But what they did is they didn't just throw you out there and say, hey, Star Wars fans, suck it if you can't really beat Bloodborne. They allowed you to just make it a story-based game. And, you you know, there was some challenge, but it wasn't like a Bloodborne game. Well, that same team 
and this is not a big surprise, um, is releasing the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. I believe it is going to be next year, if I'm not mistaken, Joe. Um, but they announced on Tuesday that the, they officially announced it. Like, we all kind of knew that Jedi Fallen Order 2 was coming. We don't have the sub-name to it of what, the, what, where, what story we're going to be following. But it wasn't just that, Joe. Mm. They announced two other games, one of which is going to be a first-person shooter, and the other one is going to be a strategy game brought to us by the, some of the folks that made XCOM, and they're all being published and developed by EA, but developed by Respawn Entertainment. Joe, this yeah. is big news coming on coming on the heels of that incredible Boba Fett uh, um, series that's out because I'm quite enjoying it. But the episode that we just talked about in the green room known as Mandalorian 2.5, we need to see more. And it's coming in episode six. So what are your good. thoughts on, so on these good. three games, bro? So good. Let's just first <laughs> talk about that episode. So good. The Filoni verse actually might be the best Star Wars ever. Dave like Filoni I, and uh, and um, oh and, god, I'm blanking uh, on his name too. And he's and he, like, Iron Man's bodyguard. Right. What is his, <laughs> John Favreau. Yeah, John yeah, Favreau. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christmas! I can't believe I forgot that. Dude, yeah. honestly, they break it down. They they break down Star Wars to like the just the the purest of of form right so like it's so it's so good anyway <laughs> but yeah they made they made dreams happen this week and um you know when it comes to this news um i want to get a little fanboyish here because i got like a theory a crazy one that would make this generation seem way crazier so first let's let's talk about the th three games uh, the Jedi Fallen Order 2 game, Jedi Fallen Order is a huge hit, not just like monetarily, but with fans, with fans of He's Star Wars, Star Wars, bro. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> with, with fans of Star Wars, absolutely loving Cal. Cal and, is an amazing. First of all, the oh, actor that played him. Great. Is phenomenal. Yeah. He's a great phenomenal. actor. And um, the. The fan base absolutely loved that game so much that, like, um, if you're part of me that are in Saber groups because your life isn't sad, shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're building Sabers for of, of him, like one-to-one -one replicas. Um, and those are some of the most expensive ones to get. Nonetheless, um, what I feel about that game is I have... I'm excited for it. Whatever comes out, it comes out. I'm going to play it, beat it, play it. I think get it holiday yeah. next year. Holiday next year is going to be bonkers, bro. Uh, I'm going to get into those brand new uh, retractable ones. You have to talk about those realistic ones. Oh. If God is good. God is great. They, they'll put it this holiday just for me. They'll <laughs> announce it in May, and I'll come out in November, and Joe will be excited because what's the EA game this holiday, right? Right. Makes you think. Mm -hmm. Makes you think. Um, so yeah, that game, awesome. I'm down for it. The two other games, um, the first person shooter, kind of has me thinking that you know someone in the trophy room uh, Discord asked like, what if it's like Apex Legends esque where you're throwing in heroes in, and I'm yeah. like, let's take that. Let, let's let's take that for a sec. Mm -hmm. What if it's a what if this is the Mandalorian game? 
because they want to make a stylistic Dark shooter. Forces reboot. I mean, Dark Forces would also yes! be great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong here, but how awesome would it be to take the mechanics from Titanfall that people really love yes. and put it in a Star Wars game where you do have some wall running, you do have you know jetpacks going off, and you do have your blasters shooting back and forth. And what if you're just an arena? You're a bounty hunter arena. Right, and you're just fighting other bounty hunters. That that would be kind of dope, dude. That would be dope, and that would have that like close knit, like um, you know. Again, remember these are the originators of Call of Duty with Medal of Honor, so you could have that arena based shooter that that you that you want there with a talented team. And then the third one, the XCOM devs. Oh my God! You could Strategy theoretically, hello. You could theoretically make a Republic Commando that is an XCOM game. Oh my God! Um, that would it, it actually suits that 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 game really well. Uh, though I would think the first person shooter maybe make that a Republic Commando too, just for Joe. Uh, but yeah, XCOM makes sense, or even like an Age of Empires styled game where you're just amassing armies and tossing them at them. You have so many planets that could just be your map. You can have, you know, Republic uh, forces fighting First Order forces. Like you can have a lot of fun with that IP. Here's my here's my last bit of rant. All right, PlayStation's losing. PlayStation's losing Call of Duty. Right. We all know this. We, it's in, it's, we know it. We, we may not want to come to terms with it. It's happening. What if, what if Sony just kind of knocks on, knocks on Disney's door going, okay, guys. So listen, we, you've tried Battlefront because Battlefront's canceled. It's done. Yeah. It's done. Right. It's unfortunately, fun. there's no faith in dice uh, at this point. Unfortunately. Um, what if, what if PlayStation just walks up? Knocks on the door going, hey, we'd like to take a crack at Battlefront. But we're not rebooting DICE's Battlefront. We're rebooting, and this is the dev's name, uh, the, the pandemic devs. Yes. Right? What if we get some of their, the, the old devs here in, in, in our studios? We, maybe we make, you know. You I know, played we, those games for hundreds of hours disgusting hours and (laughs) what if we what if we reboot zipper or what if you give give it to to gorilla's second studio right and you're just like here's battlefront 2 playstation exclusive shooter bam that'd be pretty nuts that would be like a pie in the sky thing uh that would get me really excited because as much as i ended up liking Battlefront 2 at the end. I do have that game platted. Um, you know, it's just, there's something about Battlefront 2 on PS2 in, in the original Xbox that they haven't been able to capture. Yes. And if if there's a studio that could do it, man, I really want it. There's You could do it. You really can. So that's how I want Battlefront to live any way possible. I think that'd be pretty rad. I think that would shake some some shit up because yeah. there there could be some people in this chat going, "Oh man, that would <laughs> that would make me buy a PlayStation, right?" Like that'd be, yeah. be pretty wild. I don't know, man. Star Wars is the limit. Star Wars is love. Star Wars is life. And I'm honestly that that is my ultimate like 
if, if, that's my ultimate fandom. If the world aligns correctly, that's what Joe wants. But Joe, before I let you yeah. get out of here, brother, because you're not leaving, but no. you're, you're obviously going to let the other panel members talk. Yeah. Sin Vendetta drops a, a good friend of yours, <laughs> drops a five dollars super chat, and he asks very two specific questions that I know you're going to not that you're going to deliver the answer on. Okay. Joe, how many days since Bloodborne released? Ooh, okay, all right. And what's oh, the second question? There. Second uh-huh. question is how many days until Elden Ring releases? Oh snap! Okay, <laughs> Elden Ring, I believe, is that's the twenty first, fourth, twenty fourth, or twenty fifth one. Those is it twenty seven days or tw- I think it's twenty seven. It, it, it would be twenty seven days. That is correct. Okay, and if I'm not mistaken, Bloodborne came out twenty fifteen, so it's been two thousand five hundred two days. There you go. He delivered. Thank generation. you very much, brother. You don't disappoint, brother. You, you don't you disappoint. Did I have to Google that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick Google, sir. That, that, that was a quick Google. Dude, you're, honestly. You're a, you're a Googler. Here's the thing. Here's how much I do that bit. When I type how, that is the first thing that comes up. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's great. A, a peek behind the curtain. Well, Kay Asante, good friend of the show and incredible host of the Gaming Circle podcast, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday mornings, drops a five hours of chances morning to my breakfast with Boom friends. As happy as I am with the Star Wars news, sadly, this just puts another nail in the potential Titanfall 3 coffin. And this is what Boom does when I read that. Devastating. Because no one is a bigger Titanfall fan than me. And I don't know what they're doing over there and when we're going to get it. But my God, please stop taking on these things and let me get let, let me live. Can I live? Can you let me live? Mm-hmm. But we, we'll, we'll see. Um uh, Big Cloud, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, listen, like I said, it, it uh, the it's no surprise to any of us that Jedi Fallen Order two uh, was it, it is coming out. Uh, we know it's coming out next oh, year. Wait, we're just counting the seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're literally. I mean, Cal is an incredible character. Um, the game sold incredibly well. Not just Can't that, t- though. Um, even the situation. Like, remember the big – I know your, your jaw dropped. I know Joe's jaw dropped when he heard Anakin Steam. You know, you heard was the clink, and you heard oh, the first time. And it's like yeah, man. Vader comes out the smoke. And it's like, oh, no. And it gets I was in disbelief. Yeah, I didn't I was think in... going to be in the game. I was like, no, oh, because I'm like, oh, my God. I, I literally – I was playing the last level. I was like, oh, uh, I was like, wow, they didn't need him. In this story, they did make a really great, and then like I, I, I was in disbelief. I was like, no, and then like when like that, oh my it god, play Fallen Order, dude. man. It goes, it goes from zero to sixty in a record time when that happens. Because as soon as you, you know, what I love about that that part, and I don't know, Boom caught on to it, but the visual, her face when she just stops and terror. she's like in terror, complete, ter- complete terror. terror. Yeah, when she <sighs> hears this footsteps, and you just go. Hey, you hear what's name go? Uh, that's him. He's like, that's not good, is it? No, it's not good. <laughs> he jumps down. He's like, oh, oh no, God, such a good game, man. It's such so a good great. Game. I-, I can't wait to see what they do with that. Um, the different lightsaber. That's another thing I loved about it too. They didn't really penalize you or or made you feel like you couldn't really explore the lightsaber combat in that. Like you had the dual wield, you had the regular. It's just good. Like it's one of the best uh, games in my honest opinion. And and still, I believe that game got robbed. 
Yeah, that game seriously deserves a game of the year, at least a nomination, at least once. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those games where I think personally, if it got if it had the the opportunity to really just like you know be on that stage and people see it, I think it would have won and, and swiped yeah. the board and a lot of uh, I, I think if if that game just came out um uh, like a week before earlier, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, not I, even that though, because the year following it, it still didn't get um clarified or it didn't get yeah. um nominated. So that's the thing too. Direct, yeah, I agree with you. system. <laughs> oh, definitely rigged that point. But nah, one of the best games of all time. I can't wait to see what they do for part two. I really cannot. I mean, are we going to see Darth Maul? Can Holy we see a rap? Yeah, can we see a dude. Darth Maul? Can we see a? Uh, I don't know, man. You know, can we see? <laughs> it's a lot of stuff, man. It's a lot of stuff. I just say that it's a lot of stuff. Well, I'll, I'll say this: uh, the fact that we have a third-person, over-the-shoulder, story-driven game coming back in a sequel. We also have word that we're getting a strategy game. We also have word that we're getting a first-person shooter of sorts. Uh, they are really uh, throwing down the gambit, so to speak, or the gauntlet, I should say, and running the gam- uh, the gam- gambit because we are getting a genre for each. Uh, we're getting a Star Wars game that has a genre in it that, again, may- maybe maybe the third-person game isn't for you, but maybe the strategy game is. Maybe the strategy game isn't for you, but the first-person shooter is. The fact that it's all coming from Respawn, tells me that EA understands that what they have with that development house is special. And it's so special that they are not giving them just one Star Wars game. They're giving them three. Crispy, let's get your opinion on this, brother. What are your thoughts on the three announced titles coming from the makers of Titanfall? Uh, Give me Jedi Fallen Order 2, whatever you call it. Uh, that's all I really care I mean, about. Whatever you call, how dare you? <laughs> whatever they're gonna call it. Whatever they, I don't know if they're gonna call Fallen, it Fallen Order. That, that's two. the name. It's Fallen Order Two. That's what we call it. All right, all right. So Sour World, Sour World. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, love that game. Um, the XCOM thing. I mean, it's not not my jam. I don't know if they go like Halo War strategy or they go like full on XCOM, which is kind of like Gears Tactics. God, yes. That that either way, I mean, I know there's going to be a, a huge fan base. My, my thing is, is they're smart enough to finally say, "Okay, respawn, uh, we see you now." You know, what I'm saying, like, finally, they're like, "Yeah, you can have all the Star Wars. Here you go." And um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think, you know, to your point with like the TV shows doing really well, like getting into like the nooks and crannies of the the universe. You know, personally, I think they're they're kind of bringing Star Wars back. You know, between you know, bringing out some really good games, and now these these shows are really like hitting home for uh, the huge fans. I'm not the hugest fan. I've watched every movie, but you know, I don't really have haven't really gotten to the nooks and crannies until uh, recently with these these little side stories, as I like to call them, that also feel as big as the main story, which is just really cool. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, of course, I'm looking for Jedi Fallen Order too, and that's all I'm really looking forward to, but. Let's see what the first person shooter is. If it's what Joe's saying, that could be interesting. You yes. know what I mean? That that could be something that, you know, you really haven't gone there yet. But hey, I mean, Titanfall maybe becomes a Star Wars type game. Like it would be interesting to have, you know, all those, all those, you know, unique styles that Titanfall really has, but could really work in that universe. It'd be interesting. 
Yeah, it, it, it really would. And the fact that Joe even brought that up, because I never even thought about that, that it could be some sort of a hero-type shooter would be... Again, is it a game I'm going to cool. probably play? I, I, I don't know, because I, I don't play Apex Legends. I, I'm just, just That's just not for me. I, I played it before, but it's just not for me. Honestly, when you said Dark Forces, like, dude, yeah, like, <laughs> modern-day Doom in Star Wars, let's go. This is... Let's uh, go. I, I said that, and people, half the chat was like, what is he talking about, Dark Forces? Dude, that Dark is Forces. old school. For old FPS school. Game. That, that is Star Wars, uh, like, Doom. Like, think of, what, like, classic 90s Doom. This is a Doom clone of that era. And it slapped so it was hard. So if they put that on consoles, oh my God. I I would love it. 90s yeah. Star Wars games are the best. Oh, like, yeah. Like, give me Shadows of the Empire. I don't know oh, why that hasn't been remastered wow. or remade. Oh, freaking good, dude. Give me Dash trip. Rendar. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Gamer by Choice drops a very generous $2 Super Chat, Joe, and he says they need to bring back Starkiller. He was awesome. And you're talking about Force Unleashed. I would pay top. He's too, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, too he's too IP, and the voice actor is Darth Maul now. So, And, and also the Emperor and certain things. Also... Uh, from from what I understand, George Lucas hated Starkiller. Really? Is, yeah, 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 because he broke like a lot of the. the he he broke a lot of his rules. Yeah, yeah. So so like he he wouldn't let start like you don't say that name around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying if I say Starkiller and I'm standing next to George Lucas, I can expect yeah. a camel clutch. Yeah, no, George Lucas would be like, oh, someone escort this man out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh, Fuzzy, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Are you excited for the next three Star Wars games from Respawn Entertainment? Some of the best games that we've seen come out of EA, well, they're responsible for it in Apex Legends and obviously Jedi Fallen Order, and now yeah. we're getting three Star Wars games where do you fall on this? Uh, well, one, excited about uh, Fallen Order 2. Enjoyed the first, uh, well, enjoyed Fallen Order a lot. And I um, was really wondering when the uh, 2 would come out. And hopefully, you know, fingers crossed it aligns and, and comes out this holiday. But <clears> um, <throat> it, it, it just goes to show, I guess, Vincent Pella got them to listen to him. And I don't, I, I don't think they've made a, a wrong move since. So it seems like they, they just, the old EA, I, I won't say it's completely gone, but it, it, it definitely seems like they're taking the, a turn, a much better uh, turn for the best, I guess you could say um, just in the sense that they now have uh, better opportunities with these star Wars licenses compared to when they weren't really putting out that many star Wars games and kind of just, quickly rushing them out and then having to go back and, and, you know, bringing them back to life. Like with uh, battlefront and battlefront two, the initial release wasn't so bad, but then they muddled it with just either lack of content or, or the loot box stuff. And then they kind of turned it around and fixed it and, you know, added, uh, you know, mechanics to it that, that definitely paid off in the long run, but it's one of those things that should have been like that from launch. But, um, you know, having these these new ones like Squadrons was like that kind of like that experiment that I don't know if it it hit as well as they had hoped, but it was definitely a, a pleasant surprise that they, um, you know, released that game and at a, a lower than you know full retail price type of deal, um, catered to the the fans as far as some of the content that they added later. But 
you know, doing an XCOM version and a first person shooter version, I think this new EA or or least uh, respawn themselves going with it or or having at it how they see fit, I, I think is a a definite positive for the, the future uh Star Wars titles that they run a release. Drawback being Titanfall three, but honestly, fuzzy. Know. Yeah. You 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 hit a good chord here. Um EA has EA has realized maybe a little later or maybe sooner than others that they need to diversify their portfolio. Yeah. Um that big publishers like like the reason why Activision is sold off is that they put all their cards into the Call of Duty basket and once production got hurt by you know, the Rona, mm-hmm. um, they yeah. couldn't keep it up. Yeah. And so with EA, they're just like, we can't put our eggs in the battlefield basket for sure. We need to diversify this portfolio. And that's why you see them making like the Dead Space remake, why you see them making mm-hmm. the new skate, why you see yeah. them doing all these Star Wars things is mm-hmm. they know if they want to survive another 10 years here, they need a lot, a lot of content. Good point. Yeah. Nah, that's a strong point. Uh, anything else you'd like to add there, Fuzzy? No, no, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited for uh, Fallen Order too, and and what they have in store for us. So I'm, 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 I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah, real quick, uh, 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 Lieutenant Hulk in the chat drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Jedi Fallen Order two should have co op." That would be pretty interesting if it did, for sure. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm happy with it just being a single-player game, just like normal, because that single-player game really hit. And, man, I cannot wait to see what they do with the sequel. VJ, let's close out this topic before we get into the last one of the day. Where do do your opinions levy with the uh, announcement that uh, the trust, respect, and... uh, um, you know, just yeah. having to be just having a game like Jedi Fallen Order hit so good that EA has now given the reins over to uh, uh, the Star Wars reins over to Respawn to release not one, not two, but three mm. different games. Yeah, um, I've got to say that Cal from uh, Jedi Fallen Order, whenever I Whenever I see him, he just seems to resemble Hugh Laurie, right? Um, <laughs> uh, Hugh Laurie's Dr. House's love child of some sort. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm probably going to get beaten up now. But anyway, I think, um, God, EA, EA, EA. Um, they, they are strong when it comes to sort of commercially exploiting and marketing license-based content. They're, they've been experts at it since the early 90s. and. Yep. Um, and the license, the start, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the Star Wars license is now open, right? No, no yes, they're not the only ones um, uh, making games. So, so EA are what doubling or tripling down? I, I don't know how many Star Wars franchises they've got because, as you know, I'm not an ardent or mainstay admirer of Star Wars or its universe per se, but uh, maybe the odd one out. But hopefully, I'll give you a different perspective. But, um, and EA are doubling down and tells you that there is an element of truth, um. To, to what I'm saying in terms of their commercial prowess and, and what they believe, you know, is are their strengths. And but they have the resources and the funds to be such a great company uh, as they were on the cusp of being so back in 2000 when they issued a share split and then the share price just went back up to whatever it was in the first place. And uh, the, the problem was the success that they were seeing, right, and the dominance that they had 
over the industry. Um, they would dominate nearly every quarter. Even Sony, they would dominate um, in terms of sales. And, you know, you talk about MPD, they, they were always in there, right? So, um, and the success that they were ultimately seeing, right, consumed them enough to sort of start stumbling, right, as, as other, you know, other publishers um, grew, you know, and became uh, became substantial and competitive, especially in terms of the quality of the content that they produce. And look, if I, I don't want to go on about that, but if I've um, understood the situation correctly, as you say, boom, all three Star Wars games uh, under are going to be under or are under the purview guidance and direction of, of, uh, of Respawn. And for all intent and pur- intents and purposes, Respawn have um, have now, as you say, um, executive ownership over over the IP, um, the studios, internal or external, whatever the case may be, and the titles that are subsequently being produced right across um, two or three different genres. And and you have to say that post Infinity Ward, I think um, Mr. Zampella was out. I forget his first name. Is it Vince? Yeah, Vince um, Zampella. You, you have to tip your hat right in terms of what he's managed to achieve for ea right and uh, i can't i think that can be understated really and how he or, or others you know um, that deserve a feather in the cap have uh, seemingly climbed the ranks and and seem to this time around after the success of jedi fallen order no doubt have a have a much more heeded voice within the company and as for the as for the three purported games, Jedi Fallen Order 2 is probably a safe bet. Uh, I think all the panel are kind of agree on that. And um, and you'd have to say that typically, right, that game was not just because it was a great game, not just because it was sold a great number of units, reportedly so, but it is even a greater achievement when you consider um, the time constraints under which the first game was developed and released, coupled with coming to grips with a new engine and a new team for Stig, um, it was a pretty strong outcome, right? Even though EA are never even happy with it, with, with when a game sells five million units, they're not particularly pleased. So, uh, and I, I can't, in terms of the other two games, I can't speak to the potentiality of the of the proposed FPS and strategy titles. I think you mentioned Boom. It's 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 just a wait and see. Since since EA and Historic or so, they they pin down and pen or hem in studios with a with a considerable amount of uh, producers that are programmed to sort of apply pressure and get fixated on pointless and distracting detail, and um, they're not always part of the solution. I should say, you know, sort of managing upwards and sideways and 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 uh, and not downwards. Or if they do do it downwards, um, they don't do it in a way that. Uh, benefits everybody right they're not they're not great at bridging understanding between up and down the up and down the chain so it's all down to going to be down to the degree of the carte blanche leeway authority and freedom that's sort of afforded to mr zampella and his team and um and he's definitely shown uh, himself to be an excellent conductor and uh, this time around you know he's going to be what in charge of three titles that we know of right, right now yeah in terms of his, that he's going to orchestrate and they'll either be really great symphonies or incoherent uh cacophonies or something or rather something like that i can't always pronounce that word but I, I guess you know i'm listening to the panel we all we're all hoping it's the former and then you've got you know a couple of the games that i've got my you know sort of my eye roaming or roaming is um knights of the republic and star wars eclipse you know both it's been really intriguing titles. I never played the old um, Knights of the Old Republic, so I'm looking forward to that. I always, I always hear slow mo backslap. You know, talk speak very highly. That, that is game. a classic among so, classics, boy. Yeah. Let me tell you, I've beaten that game a half a dozen times. So, so, so if you're a if you're a Star Wars fan, I guess you've got plenty to look forward to. So uh, enjoy. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, let, let let's um let me just close out because we have 20 minutes left to the program. And I, we got we got to talk about news that comes to us the way of friend of this show, friend of this community, and the best freaking hair in the business, Jeff Grubby Grub. Uh, he was on Giant Bomb this Thursday, yesterday, of course, and he broke some really big news concerning certain affinity. Now, if you don't know who they are, they have made some of the most classic IP. I'm Halo IP maps uh, in the business. They've worked closely with Microsoft for years. And what's interesting is, like I talked about in the opening, is they are apparently not only working on uh, and with 343 Industries on a new mode for Halo Infinite, but according to Jeffrey Grubb, and I quote, he says this, they're working with certain affinity on what seems like a Monster Hunter-style game. Uh, or he clo- he called it a Monster Hunter clone. They see this gameplay style succeeding, and Microsoft's like, hey, we should try to make one of those. Is anyone out there going to pitch one? And he finished his point with by saying they want more variety in the kinds of games they're putting on Xbox Game Pass, and this is another example of that. Joe, we're yeah. going to go to you first, brother. Look. I'm not a big fan of calling something out as, hey, it's just a Monster Hunter clone. But that's the, mm-hmm. that's what we can describe it as right now. I don't necessarily know if they're trying to go for that. But the ideology that they want a different, um, a, a certain uh, genres hitting Xbox Game Pass that are not just shooters, not yeah. just racers, not yeah. just over the over the shoulder shooters. They want a variety, so when people come to Xbox Game Pass, it's a smorgasbord of titles. I mean, I think it's there now, but a Monster Hunter level game that allows for multiplayer, a story to be told, and of course, the most important thing in gaming for some people, loot. Mm. Sounds mm. like a winning combination, especially when you say that a, a, a certain affinity is the one behind this development. What are your thoughts on this breaking news from Jeff Grubb? I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I think that, um, you know, uh, I, I think a lot of people are getting into the genre because they see uh, Monster Hunter do so well. Yes. Like Monster Hunter is a it hits huge, every time. It hits every yeah. time. It, it, it's a huge success, and with uh, World and Iceborne being a, as popular as they are now, Arise as well. I think it's called uh, hitting PC. Um, I think they again. It's it's about that portfolio that they want to expand, and and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more people. Uh, enter this kind of monster hunter space one that makes total sense to do honestly would be a horizon multiplayer game right i don't know if horizon so, will work though that's the thing uh, it depends it I mean, definitely depends right uh, so like I, I guess i guess it. yo you can have like like kind of like in the similar veins of like ghost of tsushima's uh classes of how they split up oh wow so more yeah. like, more like uh raids type of thing like you do like uh those yeah of- something uh, like that okay. so like i i could i could see like playstation uh you know yeah dipping their toes into it i see microsoft dipping their toes into it and honestly i i i kind of want this man because to me, I, I'm I, as I'm getting older. 
listen, I'm good at the competitives. All right. I, yeah. I could take you on a halo. That's no problem. But I'm yearning for more of the cooperative experiences with my friends where we could just chill out, you know, shoot the shot and, uh, and just play rather than having to focus and own some noobs. So that that's what I would like to see. I, I'm, I'm very curious. If, like, is this straight up? I'm fighting big giant monsters or am I fighting big giant mechs? Like is what there the a angle story is involved. Is it, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, there, like, uh, is it kind of like dauntless? Uh, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's where my brain goes, but yeah, this is, this is, this excites me. Uh, you know, hopefully maybe we see it this year at whatever they call their E3. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll be there, man. I'm excited. This is, this is cool. Well, you know what, uh, BitCloud, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, it was confirmed that this, they have in fact been working on this since early 2021. So they could be a year in development. Now, obviously it's going to be, they said it's, it's according to Jeff, it is the biggest game that they have ever under uh, undertaken. So I would imagine that this is not going to be ready for prime time for quite for, for quite a bit. But with that said, it is still a new IP. It is still an exclusive, and it will be one of those games that if it hits right in Game Pass, would do, I mean, again, getting more people to the service, what Microsoft wants to do, and the way they do that is offering a significant amount of games to play. What are your thoughts on this announcement from Jeff? You know, personally... Um... Again, I'm I'm all for just waiting to see it at this point because there's so much happening. But I do believe there's truth to what he's saying, and it's a big possibility of us seeing it. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a certain uh, certain affinity is a very, very talented dev, and one I think that could bring this game justice. Uh, and again, it's it's if it turns out to be a monster hunter esque type of title. That means that this is going to be you teaming up with your buddies to take down these giant beasts wherever it may be. Now, again, we, we're saying dinosaurs. I mean, because we, we, we think immediately, you know, you equate that with Monster Hunter. That's what they fight, like big dinosaurs. It could be it could be just monsters per se. But we, we, we again, this is a very early story, but great stuff. Uh, bit. Um, let's get uh, Crispy in on a conversation. Crispy, you are our resident multiplayer dude, right? You, you love playing multiplayer. It's, it's your thing because of, obviously, your love for Gears. This could be another one of those titles. Those you, Not only do you only find on Xbox, but could be a reason for you to potentially, if you are a Monster Hunter fan and wanted to try something new and different that's not Capcom, you jump into Xbox Game Pass to play it. What are your thoughts? Hey, I know a lot of people that love Monster Hunter. So me personally never really got into it. But at the same time, um, that's just not my game. But there's so many people that just love it. Um, you know, my best friend, he's played the heck out of it. Um, anytime there's like any like new DLC or update or, you know, basically they like reinvent the game. Like they've done it many times. Like he's right back in. So you know, sometimes Xbox just like, you know what? We need a game like this. Uh, let's just make it happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, to have, you know, such a talented support dev that they finally might have something uh, to show off. You never know. I mean, down the road, Microsoft be like, okay, you did great. We'll purchase you now. Um, one thing I want to bring up <laughs> is that it's, it's, uh, it's impressive how great game pass is for gaming i mean you can tell me it's not and that's fine but if you look at the games that have come out and many of them may not have 
ever been thought of if it wasn't mm. for Game Pass. And now, now to see them really like branching out more and more. Um, even just our last story, like looking at them going after strategic and and first person and 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 trying to really you know um, have a portfolio of different games. It, it really like Xbox has been doing this for a while now. And and now you're seeing the fruits of the labor, and now you're going to see games that are developed by companies that haven't done a lot, you know, or just been a support dev, and now they they really have um get to have their shot, and that's kind of thanks to Game Pass, which is just great. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I think that that is, I, I think the risk that it was inherent in just trying to sell games in the past has been removed with Xbox Game Pass and and that's and that's actually something that Phil Spencer himself has specifically talked about. Uh Fuzzy, let's get your opinion on this brother. Uh, a Monster Hunter game mm-hmm. exclusive coming to Xbox Game Pass and Microsoft and obviously PC. What what are your thoughts on this story broke by Jeff Grubb of uh GamesBeat? Definitely interesting. Like for me by the time I got into Monster Hunter it was well after a lot of people had already leveled up and kind of moved on but one of the things i always admire about monster hunter is the the things that i guess uh, massive over at ubisoft picked up from monster hunter and implemented into the division or at least the first one at their uh for their 1.4 update where they had mods for gear so if this winds up being a cooperative game where gear is involved and and there are going to be loot drops i'm all for it um seeing more games like that out there uh you know coming to game pass or just games being created in that that genre in general well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to so this this one has my interest peaked curious to see if it is monsters per se or mechs i mean uh, hey anything that we can work towards as far as like as a group and whittle down and and get some drops at the end of it is is all you know all i'm looking forward to so yeah i, I would be all for it can't wait to hear more info on it yeah that makes two of us and and i do like the point i i don't think it's going to be a clone per se where they're just fighting dinosaurs i i'd like to see them maybe fight mechs I, yeah. i'd like to see them maybe try and take down creatures of of sorts not so much just like the dinosaurs that you do find i mean there, there are monsters and monster hunter they are called it is a called monster hunter <laughs> but i i would like to see them do something a little different and i think it's going to be good for the platform yeah. Uh, let's get uh, VJ's final point of the of the uh, of the show, and then we will get to outros and get everyone out of here to start your Friday before this big snowstorm <clears throat> bombs us all here on the East Coast. VJ, you yes, know, fr- from a perspective of you know, you've talked about Game Pass uh, on the Xbox Factor podcast numerous times. You've even mentioned it today. This is a game that does have a following in Capcom's very popular series known as yeah. Monster Hunter. And, uh, you know, Certain Affinity is a studio that has a significant amount of talent. The fact that they're undertaking this as an exclusive to Xbox is a big deal. What are your thoughts? I'm sorry to disappoint you, Boom. I did have a three and a half hour take on this, but I'm going to have to keep it down to a few minutes. Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. I think in terms of like co-op gaming, I've I've really this is recently. I, I never enjoyed co-op gaming before, but I've I've really enjoyed playing It Takes Two with the indie gamer, and um, I also played uh, Monster Hunter with Removable Sanity. Who, if you, if you don't know, is a 
is a well-versed process professor if not like a master of of, <laughs> of uh, monster hunter and um and he sort of spent a couple of hours with me so i could get to grips with the you know the, the forms and function of the game and look my takeaway from a sort of unsubstantiated rumor, if that's what it is, sorry if I've got it wrong, uh, more co-op titles and variety of options for Game Pass is great, right? If it comes to fruition. I mean, what's not to love? So, and I repeat again, Game Pass is geared to be greater than the sum of its parts and offering um, diversity to to a huge, potentially huge audience in the next five to 10 years, I think is what, uh, Microsoft um, are doing and we've talked about this on the show before in terms of what they need to do strategically and it's good to see that they are potentially th thinking in that way right and in terms of creating something and not just acquiring right we, we want to balance um, and look talking of creating to create something like Monster Hunter is is really tough going it's a, it's a unique game and trying to mimic sort of Capcom's masterpiece well well, let's just put it this way. It's going to be challenging, right, to put it politely. Capcom have been sort of honing that concept for, for more than 20 years, I believe. So Yes, it's a very, it's, it's a very old uh, franchise yeah. for them. So, so, so what I would say, Boom, is that if you really want a Monster Hunter game in Game Pass, just place Capcom's Monster Hunter titles in Game Pass, right? But having said that, I, I mean, I was just surprised at the phenomenal sales of Monster Hunter titles, right? And that's obviously something that sort of, you know, sort of um, helping Microsoft to hone in and target on, on such a on such a sort of style of game, right? Just because of the sheer numbers that it did in, I think it was 16 or 17 million units at the last count in terms of sales on, on the last Xbox and PS4 and PC versions. Yeah, But it's, it's not an easy It's not an easy game to sort of get to grips with. So I can see a market, a potentially a huge market for a slightly more simplified or stripped down or just something that's a more accessible version of, of Monster yeah. Hunter going down a storm amongst sort of current gamers that are starved of that sort of sort of um, sort of game and of course you know new light users uh, and fans that subscribe to Game Pass etc and look I, I actually want to try Monster Hunter on the Nintendo Switch and see how that uh, works you know compared to the Xbox uh, version like the handheld versus you know the, the TV version so you know, look, again, I'm I'm assuming this is sort of some sort of like quintessential or a non plus rumor, right? Since there's just no way of qualifying it or or giving it credence on any sort of factual level. But as hypotheticals goes, it's sure got some legs. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Well, listen, let's get everyone out of here. We are closing in on the two-hour mark. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an amazing show. Guys, we had almost 500 people here today. Ooh, that we. is freaking pretty dope i want to say that if you are just finding the channel uh please consider subscribing we crossed 10k uh last sunday and it was a big deal for the channel um and uh you know what next goal 25k i, I want the plaque i want that big shiny plaque to put right here by my energy sword uh and the only way i can get that is if you subscribe uh and i would definitely appreciate it so let's start first joe mr bad yeah man return. tell everyone about the incredible trophy room with your oh, best man. friend kyle man. and of course where could people find it on the rss feeds and potentially ooh, ooh. strike up a conversation on social media yeah first and foremost man january is supposed to be like typically is the slowest month and uh, not so much here at the trophy room. It's been pretty nuts. Uh, so first and foremost, thank you all for, uh, so much for all the love and support. I know so many of you here listen to the show uh, on, on YouTube. So thank you all so much for doing that. Um, you know, the past few weeks, we've talked about 
you know, the, the acquisition of Activision and what that means for PlayStation. And we've gotten, we've gotten a lot of love from some Xbox fans saying, you know, thank you for not just bashing Xbox or doing this, that, the other thing and, and being a thoughtful slash positive voice on, on the matter. Um, and so thank you all for, so much for that. But you can find the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast over on our YouTube channel of the same name. You can find the Trophy Room on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, which right now you should head on over to at PS Trophy Room on Twitter because we're doing a Horizon Forbidden West giveaway. Oh. Uh, if you follow us, you like us there, uh, you drop us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, you are entered to win the deluxe version of Horizon Forbidden West. So go on over there, at PS Trove Room. It's the latest tweet. Uh, go check that out. And as for the month of February, the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, will be reviewing every single major release. I just put out that I'll, I'm playing currently Dying Light 2 and got a lot of thoughts. Oh, my God, so many, but I can't say them out loud until February 2nd. So make sure you follow us for all the latest, the breaking news nice. and now reviews over on the podcast. Excellent, excellent. Uh, BitCloud Gaming, brother, talk about what you got going on with your channel, what you got going on with IGN, and more importantly, where can people strike up a conversation on social media? Oh, yeah. Uh, today, 5 p.m., RGT, we are back. Uh, Joe got to talk to you at the end of the show, but uh, we're back uh, for the show, and uh, we got our new official uh, members. We got our good friend Paul Hunter. AKA Next Gen from Twitter. So he's officially nice. a member. And our friend Red Hood, so we're happy about that. The, the family got bigger, so to speak. Um, and a lot of stuff is about to go down. So it's, uh, it's really exciting. But um, yeah, you guys find me there at Big Cloud Gaming. Of course, IGN. I'm a freelancer there. So shout out to IGN. And of course, you can always find me here at Breakfast with Boom. Appreciate, appreciate everybody for coming through and everybody who uh, supports my good friend. Uh, Mr. Boomstick XL. I definitely appreciate that, brother. And Crispy Bomb, talk about where could people reach out to you, strike up a conversation, and where could they possibly find you on other shows? Joe, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> Dying Light 2, you bastard. Oh, me? oh yeah. I know. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At Crispy yeah. Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb 28 Xbox Live. You can find me on Retro Renegade, 7 p.m. Tuesday night. The next podcast, Thursday, 8 p.m. And of course, back here on Breakfast of Boom, Friday, 10 a.m. Thank you, brother. Great to have you here. Fuzzy Belvedere, you, you're on quite a few shows. One that's coming <laughs> up Saturday afternoon, early evening here on, in, in the East Coast. Talk about that. Where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation? But more importantly, tell everyone about your YouTube channel. Thank you so much, Boom. Thank you for having me. Thank you to the chat and everyone that, that uh, you know interacted with us today. This was just awesome. For those that want to, uh, you know, hear my thoughts on on gaming in general, whether it be on YouTube or on social media, you can uh, find me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere, as well as on YouTube fuzzy underscore Belvedere. You can also find me on FSP Fun Speculations channel uh, for the 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, podcast with Mav and Just Key, going over you know various platforms of games. Um, 
And then later that evening at 8 p.m. Eastern time, you can find me on the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam, Pong Soul, and Centurion 1307. And then on Mondays, also with Mav on Tidbits, just the uh, weekly game releases, uh, any gems that you may have you know missed or you know kind of flew under the radar. And find me again here on Friday uh, mornings, Breakfast with Boom. It's all so so much fun to be here with you guys. Thank you. It's great to have you, brother. Uh, VJ, tell everyone about where they could find you on other programs, if you are still doing other programs. And more importantly, if people want to strike up a conversation, where could they find you on Twitter? Um, yeah, just a lovely panel today uh, providing me food for thought. I felt like I was copying everybody's homework. I was so behind the eight ball. Um, <laughs> um, I just want to say thanks to Outbreak in the um, – in outbreak podcast in the chat um, for the support for his kind words and support. Um, you can find me on um, midweek gaming on Wednesdays with Stubbs gaming and, uh, and the rest of the British panel over there and cerebral Paul. And uh, finally, boom. Um, thanks as always for having me on the show. It's uh, really appreciated. Uh, well, it's great to have you. And so I'm popping in at the last minute, Dreadpool. Hey, listen, brother, I know you had a tough week at work. I know you wanted to be here, but you couldn't. But listen, while you're here, why don't you tell everyone about your channel? Why don't you talk about where can people reach out to you on social media and checking out Breaking Bread with Dread? First of all, thanks for everybody in the chat for being civil while I was trying to get here. Um, <laughs> good morning, everyone. Have a good weekend. I didn't earn any of my uh, my outro, so you all have a good one. I had so much to talk about with Star Wars, but I got to say, Joe, you kind of were on the on the money with some of the stuff that I, I was thinking of. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I missed it. So y'all have a good day. I just wow. at least stop in. I know Star Wars, man. It was like my thing and it just didn't make it. So good. All so right. Good. Well, we'll definitely, I mean, we can always, I mean, I'm sure that we're going to have other stuff to talk about regarding oh, there will Star Wars. Be. And there you can will definitely, be. uh, let loose on that. But listen, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in again. If you're new, hit the like button consider subscribing to the channel and of course i'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids it i think it made me a better human being to be honest with you it made me certainly a better police officer he said son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom.